Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park so much awe more like a ah but maybe like a uh but not like a ooh, you know <laughs> <laughs> welcome to behind the sins presented by cinema sins welcome to behind the sins a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of cinema sins i'm aaron dice and i'm joined as always by jonathan watkins hello hello and Danae hughes i'm holding an eyeball toy we write for CinemaSins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the CinemaSins universe as well. Uh, do you clarify for those who aren't watching, um, because you could be interpreted as saying an eyeball toy, meaning like a toy for your eyeball, right? <laughs> right. Or a toy that looks like an eyeball. It I is the latter. I don't think there's a person alive that would think you meant a toy for your eyeball. I'm just saying it could be interpreted that way. It doesn't matter <laughs> it the percentage of people exactly who would think it was one or the other. Like a contact? Is that a toy for an eyeball? <laughs> I mean, like, what would that even be? Like a, like a pair of, like, gimmick glasses or something. Someone might call an eyeball toy or, yeah, something like no that. One does I don't, that. No, no you're one right. does no, that. No, you're right. Listen. Listen, Eddie it. Watts. Uh <laughs> You are correct. You are absolutely correct. Uh, I, love, I love how in the live comments someone says, I don't think there's a bingo square for that. <laughs> <laughs> Noah's too well. We Noah's need to, need to no. change. Oh my God, that's amazing. Uh, before we get into the rest of the show, just a heads up, we're streamlining Sinside Scoop a little, so it sounds a little bit different uh, to you. You know that's uh, what we're doing. We yeah. wanted to kind of give an emphasis yeah. on, on the behind the on the behind the scenes, uh, although part Danae and of that, I do so. not understand what Aaron wants to do, so we could screw <laughs> this, this up. This wasn't my idea. Yeah. This was not my idea. Aaron this was came like, from today. Hey guys, so. we're going to streamline some stuff and we're going to turn it all into a musical. <laughs> <laughs> you know how every it seems what every TV show has like that musical episode. Mm-hmm. Should we yeah. do that? I wish for they BTS? all did. Sure, sure absolutely. At some point in time, did. like, can you imagine? Like, that should be a requirement if you get to like four seasons. You have to you, do one. Yeah. Because can you imagine like a Law & Order SVU musical yeah. episode? That would yeah. be Amazing. Awesome. But <laughs> when would we get to four seasons for the podcast? Like, is that 400 episodes? Is every season four 100? Years. Four oh, years. Okay. If you're not, if you're not doing episodes. like okay. actual seasons, then like annual seasons okay. makes sense. Okay. Some but, podcasts yeah. do seasons, and those mm-hmm. podcasts are smart because they take time off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. As we we got ourselves into one of those weekly podcasts. <laughs> got to do it we every week. We accidentaled our way here. Hey, mm-hmm. before we get onto the show, I just wanted to remind everybody that the best way for BTS to grow in audience is for you to share it with your friends. So if you know somebody else who loves CinemaSins and might be interested in how the the sauce is made. 
That sounds so disgusting. Sausage? Mm-hmm. That's what I meant. Uh, yep. Please let them know that they can listen to the show for freeze uh, on any podcast player. Um, we've really loved the audience has always been so supportive from the very beginning, from our very first poll up until, well, right now we just have such a great uh, fan base. Your tweets are awesome. All of your Patreon, uh, you know, interactions are awesome. And we're excited to see the show continue to grow. And the way that it does that is by you telling someone. So I thought maybe I would just ask to see if you have told a friend about this show today. And if you haven't, nice. you still have a few hours until the end of the day. So. <laughs> and now, Dicer, Danae, and Jay Watt, the B-Team Troop, it is time for the Sinside Scoop. Nice. How's, how's that? How's that? It's BTS the musical. What's he building in there? I've got a We're going to take a look at the videos of the week, process of sending them, go to the writers themselves and say, hey, what do you remember about this one? Um, we'll kick it off with the Haribo USA Gold Gummy Bears boardroom video. That is a lot of words. <laughs> that really is a lot people, of words. Do people know Haribo as gummy bears or do you have to then like clarify, you know, the gummy bears? Like, I'm curious about this because... They're a very prominent brand, but like I didn't know if that was like people thought, know about them. I always thought of Haribo because they always it's gold bears, right? And mm -hmm. so I always I actually thought gummy. I didn't realize gummy bears was like like just the term for the type of candy. Like mm -hmm. I thought there was actually a company that made gummy bears. Probably like is, that was maybe, but like but Haribo because when I was watching the video, I was a little confused that we kept calling them gummy bears because I've always thought of them as gold bears. But they do say gold gummy bears or whatever you know mm -hmm. and yeah uh so i that's what i learned this week I this always, one is the oh. uh the the commercial where they are in the boardroom talking like children is this a newer um, commercial it's fairly recent listen i think. I, okay. I i got skipped and i have things to say about gummy bears so i'm just gonna but say I skip. we're just having a conversation today. oh i Nobody thought we were going you. into our sins i felt the vibe switch no, 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 no. I misunderstood your no. cue. I thought we were hearing from the writer first. I'm yeah, very that's confused right. Jeremy about this gets whole first thoughts thing. on this oh, one. Right. So. God. <laughs> <laughs> Just I have thoughts on gummy bears. Gummy well, that's fine. Go, go with your thoughts on gummy bears here, then. Here and there and everywhere. <laughs> High adventure that that's beyond. Oh, wait. Oh, that's it. Is it beyond? <laughs> it is. is that makes both. sense. I think it's both. It's truly is Beyond the musical compare. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I they had quick tunnels, man. I wanted quick tunnels when I was a kid so bad. <laughs> um. Uh. Okay. So I'll talk about the commercial, and then I won't go back and share my thoughts on ha Harry Haribo, whatever. These mm -hmm. grown ass adults start eating gummy bears, and suddenly they are talking like kids. Next thing you know, they're all also acting like kids. I'm surprised the commercial doesn't end with them picking gnats out of each other's hair and flinging their poo. <laughs> <laughs> How did we did get divert? Did divert to chimpanzees? Yeah. <laughs> he says this commercial makes me irate, and the biggest sin is that they are all drinking water. And then there's like <laughs> several exclamation points. Uh, mm -hmm. Here's a fun behind the scenes story. Chris emails me before he narrates this to ask about the sin where I imply that different colored gummy bears are not different flavors because he thought the different colors did have different flavors, and they do. At least with Haribo, Haribo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know how to say it. But I never, 
I had never known that about the brand and had never tasted any difference between the different colors of gummy candies my whole life. I thought they all tasted the same. So I start asking friends, my wife, and I get nearly 50-15 responses. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, Now it's time to Google. And you know what? It's a greatly debated baited thing. NPR even did a whole study about it, wondering how much our eyes and the color impacts our eventual taste experience. And there was no consensus to be found. So we decided to keep this in just to troll people. Nice. That is a nice behind the scenes thing. I didn't know that they were not different flavors, but I do not like the texture of the gold Haribo Haribo. There's something about the way that they make their gummies. I just don't like as much. Hmm. Interesting. Can we also mention somebody in the chat said, give me fruit snacks, which I agree with. Mm. And I want to tell 100% what and what I don't like uh, what I remember. I'm a I've always been a fruit snack person. My wife and I, I think it was before we were married at a gas station on a trip. They didn't have fruit snacks. And she's like, just get gummy bears. It's the same thing. And I thought about not marrying her um, because <laughs> gummy bears and fruit snacks are two very oh, no. different things. Yeah, they eat very differently. Yeah, <laughs> oh, for my sure. God. For sure. Yeah. The gummy bears have a, a much tougher uh, chew to them than fruit snacks do. Fruit snacks uh, have a have a much simpler, easier chew, and they also have a stronger flavor. Yeah, they um, have very, and they have distinct flavors. They mm-hmm. taste differently. Like if you get strawberry, right. it tastes like strawberry. Yeah. And it's snozberries taste like snozberries. And that's yeah. where coronavirus started. <laughs> that's and that's where it started. Yes. Uh you did you, did you get to express your thoughts on yeah. uh this commercial yeah, and on gummy bears? I, I over dramatized it a little bit, but okay. that's kind of what I did. Yeah, it was just it was just I don't like I just don't like them. Bears. Yeah. Did I you, just, did you I have remember, anything from the video you wanted to mention? I remember the first time I tried one and I think it was at my grandmother's house and maybe my perception is that it's old people gummies. I don't know. <laughs> like like <laughs> oh, this is the candy my grandma eats and therefore it's not great. Um, yes, I have uh, one sin that I would highlight, which is the one that's like can't stop eating the orange ones, and the sin is just poor self control. And I thought that was really funny. <laughs> that is great, Jonathan. So what are some you, of your thoughts you on this one? Would you say you you can't stop the feeling? Is that what you would can't say? Can't stop feeling. That. That's a later. That's a later video, Jonathan. We'll get there. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. oh. So so I can't even think of what I was trying to say. Um. <laughs> so I just liked the term, the simply the term hairballs. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. why not? Of course. Of course. And then we already mentioned, Jeremy talked about the different flavors. That was the other one I had I had written down. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, he, he also mentioned the, the one that I wanted to mention, which it just cracked me up, where it's like, nobody's drinking a Diet Coke. Come on, have you ever been in a board meeting? There's at least one person uh, in every gathering that is drinking some sort of diet uh, carbonated beverage. And that one person in this gathering is Eddie Watts. Uh, Eddie Watts drinking his Diet Diet yeah, Dr. Pepper. It was it was it was always me in meetings. I was always the guy with the diet. It's not it's not even a joke. Like as one hundred percent true. Yeah. Everybody else drinks like water or like tea or something. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I I loved it. I thought it was thought it was great. Uh, all right, let's move on to TV sins. We'll kick it off with some more SpongeBob. I think this 
maybe the last of our big like SpongeBob rush that we did when we were kind of doing some behind well, the scenes stuff. Didn't we intend to so, release even more back to back, but then other stuff was like, ah, let's do this one instead. So they're kind of oh, like, sure, our, yeah, I just yeah. <laughs> so, so, when this released, I saw a comment somewhere. I don't remember where it was. It's like you know there are current shows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like have you been watching like. What's fun? We do those too. <laughs> I still love the comment section of the SpongeBob episodes, though, so much yeah. because there's mm-hmm. such a huge fan base of nostalgia for this show, and it always shocks me when somebody talks about how a particular episode impacted them. Um, <laughs> like this one's yeah. one that yeah. was kind of more intense because there's like a murder situation, so. You know, like as a child, you're watching SpongeBob try to cover up this potential murder uh, and bury someone. And there's like, you know, some violence in it that you might not expect. And then another one that I remember people being like, this episode scared the shit out of me was the one where they go down into like the really deep layer and they're missing the bus over and over again. I can't remember Mm -hmm. the name of that one, but it had this like ominous thing that kept kind of coming at them. And the comments were just filled with adults who as mm-hmm. a child were traumatized by SpongeBob. And I love those mm-hmm. comments. And not, not because I like people, uh, people's trauma, but just like them finding each other in the chat, like in the comment section, like, yeah, yeah. Me too, oh God. And so it's kind of happening with Nasty Patty a little bit, which is interesting to me. <laughs> the SpongeBob episodes, by the way, are, uh, I was just looking at this yesterday, easily the most loved episodes we do as if you look at the like percentage of people hitting like versus dislike wow even more than rick and morty yeah the like dislike ratio on spongebob's are like 98 99 percent for everyone that's so cool you never get Um, that that's awesome yeah it's it's i think people uh you know really do enjoy them did we because we did these a while back because we were trying to like have some you know just Mm -hmm. have content whatever uh we don't need to get in all that but did we release this one knowing there was a new spongebob show premiering this week i'm just discovering this right now i had no idea i had no idea paramount plus i think it's this week it's on paramount plus it's like camp coral it's about like spongebob as a kid i think oh my gosh well we have to send that that's amazing (laughs) like why would we do that yeah Yeah, look it up look it up jay what uh, this uh, in this episode, um, there is a health inspector coming to inspect Krusty Krab, and there is a moment of a news position that says that there's an imposter. They assume that the person, the health inspector at the Krusty Krab, is an imposter, and so they decide to serve him a disgusting, nasty Krabby Patty, which they think in turn kills him and so then they're trying a uh, crusty uh, mr Krabs and spongebob are trying to bury the body and it's just this tension building kind of episode i, I had such a fun time sitting this one i love it when this happens when it's like the skies open and just this <laughs> the sins are presented just, to you yeah it was just like i i was in the zone um yeah i got to sin like you know, uvulas in, in fish and everything mm. was coming to me. Food chonk came back up. Like it was great. Uh, I, I hate I it when food it. chunks come back up. Oh, that's, that's true. Uh, it's, it's a difficult that's thing. That's kind of a strange yeah, Danae one. And uh, I'll just say Danae and Jonathan wrote on this one. So Danae, yeah, you can kind of continue on with, yeah. with your thoughts. It's funny because uh, just before the show, Jonathan was reminding me um, that I wrote so much on this one. And there are weeks when we have heavier writing schedules. And so I reached out to Jonathan to say, hey, 
just to let you know, I have a lot to pull from on this one. So if you need to have like a, a more of a mindless approach to this particular script, I had totally forgotten that happened. But in reading the script back, I was, I was like, this was a really, this is a fun one. And I know you're looking something up, Jonathan. Did you find it? Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I, I'm confused. IMDb says it premiered on March 4th, but I think it's like this week. But um, maybe like but anyways, it is. It is called Camp Coral. It's on, it's this early SpongeBob Crazy. years. It's on Paramount Plus, but also on July 9th, the Patrick Star Show premiered as well. Oh, so dear. there's two. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um, wow, we should keep those in mind. We should. I really enjoyed the, uh, the lead in is wash your hands. This is when uh, Mr. Krabs is kind of freaking out about the health inspector mm. showing up and he's just barking orders at SpongeBob and says, wash your hands, clean the floors, change your underwear. And the sin is, but in reverse order, right? which I like when, because then people kind of have to pause and then think about it and then continue. And um, I don't get to experience those very often. Uh, And I had to talk a little bit behind the scenes about the ah sin because I asked Aaron (laughs) for a redo on ah. And let Mm -hmm. me tell you, trying to express the sort of ah that you're going for just in text alone is a tricky bitch. So it's it's also weird because like I listened to what they did and I thought I did the like calm version of what they did, ah. which is kind of the joke in ah. those moments. Um, it sounded more like a spa day, like ah. Yeah, yeah, but that's but but see to ah. me that's like listen. Here's the deal: as the narrator, sometimes ah. you you want you want to please the writers, right? At the end of the day, it's their script. Yes. You want to make sure that they're getting what they want. What I want. This was one of those situations where I was like, yeah, but the. The joke is that the narrator doesn't give it the same energy that they do. Like when it's no, and the sin just no. You know, like the joke is you bring it down like that's the sin, right? And so, but it was just that it was the wrong pronunciation for you. And so I, I had know. to figure out how to go, ah, you know, instead of ah or whatever. It was yeah, I think you that, said you know, ah. I did first. And I'm like, no, yeah. not like you're in awe of something. It's more like you're <laughs> ah yeah. So I think I actually ended up sending you like a, a little audio clip. You did. And it was just me going, not so much awe, more like a ah, but maybe like a uh, but not like a uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so- it, was, it was vaguely helpful. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, Jonathan, uh, what are some ooh, of your thoughts uh, from this process? No, yeah. I mean, Danae wrote most of this. I mean, like she already <laughs> no, said. No, you wrote a no, ton was- in this. No, I I wrote a decent amount. It was a it was a it was one of those crazy stretches. Every now and then we'll get like where one of us has like eight scripts due in like twelve days. I mean, it's just yep. we, and especially at this time because we were working ahead, we were trying to help ourselves out. Um and um so Danae had just came to me and said, hey, I actually got like a decent amount here. So you know uh you know if you you want to fill in the gaps or whatever. But no, I wrote like twelve or thirteen, which I mean for like a ten up ten minute episode. I mean that's fine. But it's more um, than one the per minute. One, the one sin, the one sin that stuck out to me was I wrote this sin um, where they says like mop it up or something like that, or mm-hmm. and then and then the sin is I think you're getting yourself confused with mop Bob string pants. They would simply wipe off the counter with you and potentially make creative use of your many holes. Mm-hmm. And then I left a comment after I wrote that says I know this is fucked up. <laughs> um, and uh, and Danae still left it in, which I appreciate. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, I wanted you're aware I knew how sick I was being (laughs) in my mind. You guys definitely mentioned any of the ones that I wanted to talk about. I love the food chonk. Uh, The comments love the food chonk. Chonk is king. Uh, Anytime you want to bring the chonk back. What a great word. It's just yeah, a great, it's a great word. word. Chonk, chonk. Um, yes. And then I did. I just, I, I laughed out loud at human teeth, tongue, and uvula <laughs> yeah. in a fish. In a f- And it was just, it's just, it's worded really nicely. So. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to a modern day show 
by the way. Uh, <laughs> Ted Lasso, uh, with the new season coming back this week, um, we send the pilot episode of Ted Lasso. This was myself, Danae, and Ian writing on this one. Uh, as far as main writers go, um, did Ian have anything, any thoughts from behind the scenes of uh, Ted Lasso? Yeah, he said, uh, this one has been in the bag for what feels like months. But I remember when Danae asked me something like, hey, you're British. Want to write on something soccer related? <laughs> <laughs> he says, I hate soccer so much, like a lot, like more than stepping my toe after well, flinching from biting my tongue in reaction to hitting my funny bone. But I surprisingly loved the first episode of Ted Lasso, I think it does a great job of incorporating some of our classically sarcastic, dry British humor with a good old underdog slash fish out of water story. That's kind of his general thoughts. Yeah, I uh, I, I think to be fair, it wasn't just that it was about soccer slash football. No. It takes place in, completely it, in the yeah, UK. Exactly. So like his perspective would be it was, very beneficial. It was one of those things where... We were looking ahead on the schedule and we're looking at Ted Lasso and I was assigned as one of the writers, went to go just look what it was about, realized that it was happening in the UK. I was like, how do we not ask this person to be a part of it? Because if there are certain things that only a local person would know, this is mm-hmm. this is when they have a chance to shine. But I- it turns out I'm the one that wrote the T story, uh, the T sin rather. So uh, he must have just kind of oopsied his way. Yeah. I'm kidding. That's I'm a kidding. great sin, by the way. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't know the writers yet, and I had no <laughs> idea where they were from or anything. Yeah. So right. Yep. I just like, man, you guys did a lot of research. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I shadowed the bit. script. So. Yeah, that was actually something yeah. uh, that he talked about too. When we get into the sins part, I I just have to say, I really. Oh, did... it's all together. So if he has other stuff to say. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, you can go into that. Okay, I'll just sip over into that. We don't know what we're we doing, doing here. You weren't, you weren't <laughs> good at explaining this. I'm sorry. No, it's I tried. fine. It's fine. I just forgot. Uh, he says, interesting sense. Despite not being a soccer fan, I had a hunch that the stereotypical black and white soccer ball hadn't been in service for quite some time. And I was right. It took about 30 minutes of research to get some consistent dates, but it was totally worth it to prove that Ted Lasso's nice. kid is a moron kids <laughs> that's fascinating though they don't use that soccer ball anymore Mm-mm, like no. at all isn't it such an no. interesting thing it's just like uh it's just visually is such a it's just this it's just the soccer ball from our childhood it was changed a long time ago yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean i've watched parts of soccer games here too and i guess i just assumed I, I guess i wasn't really paying that close attention to the ball which the cameras it's typically a little farther away anyway so mm-hmm. yeah yeah you if know. you just like a Google search soccer ball, then you'll see that's, a, that's You'll see the the one that we think is normal. But anyways, he he did some Why research did to keep changing. I don't know. <laughs> um, he goes on. I also love the fantastic coincidence coincidence that Anthony Head's character, the cheating husband, was called Rupert, and in this and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, yeah, leading to a great shared universe thought experiment. I, of course, loved that my voice got to briefly appear in this video. That was a really fun idea that I think worked really well. Apparently, this narrator has a super shady browser history that I somehow have gained (laughs) access to. I will sell this access to the highest bidder. Find me on Twitter. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Uh, Yeah, I liked Ted Lasso. I didn't expect to like Ted Lasso, but I liked Ted Lasso. Uh, I don't I, I didn't go back and dip in for like watching episode two or anything like that. But there's something about the endearment of a genuine character or a character, at least that, yeah. the, that appears to be very genuine and just kind of like, like that Mr. Rogers vibe, wearing your you card know, on like, your sleeve person. Yeah. 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 Um, quirky and 
sort of misses social cues that people think he's an idiot and obviously is missing some major clues that he's been brought in to just, you know, take a fall later on. Mm -hmm. I think this pilot sets a really good tone for the rest of the series. And I think it was done really well because it wasn't too heavy handed in any one way. So, so they, they introduce a lot of characters, you know, in this, in one episode and a lot of big themes, but just a little bit at a time enough to where it's not shoving everything down your throat as to what to expect. So it kind of has a confidence that I really liked. Um, And there's something about the woman lead character who I can't think of her name right now, but she was just like, she drew me into her whole world, even though she's talking about the owner. Yeah. The owner woman. That is Hannah Waddingham. This was the first time I had watched Ted Lasso. I now have an insane crush on her. (laughs) She's Rebecca in the show. Yeah, She is. Um, She just has this really powerful presence, both in her dress, you know, with this sort of like really high class business dress and how she speaks so demandingly. And even though it's clear by the end of the pilot that she's nefarious, um, there's something about the way that she is portraying this character that I was really interested in. So pair that with Ted, who I'm also interested in and kind of rooting for in this way. Um, it's definitely something I would watch. Like if, if my husband was like, hey, let's sit down and watch something. I think we'd watch Ted Lasso. Yeah. 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 I liked it, man. I haven't I haven't gone off and watched the other episodes. And I should repeat I, insane crush. That sounded creepy. I just <laughs> she she, she get you it. know, no, I, I, I crushed it. on her. Yeah. I like, you know, she's taller. She's authoritative. I just, uh, you know, it's cool. Uh, and, um, yeah, no, I love the hell out of this. Uh, I'm going to definitely at some point watch the rest of it. I just, you know, it's on the list. Jason Sudeikis, I don't think I've seen him like this. Yeah. He's always like kind of smarmy and kind of the smart ass and. No, yeah, this one was different. And, and I really, there's a depth to it. Well, first it seems sort of superficial and silly and comedic, but then you realize by the end of the first episode, there's like a heartbreak and a depth there and they didn't mm-hmm. need to play into that too much. Um, yeah. And like his sidekick person that's with him also seems interesting. Yeah, great. Um, sins that I really enjoyed was the, uh, oh, if I don't hear silence, I'm going to start punching dicks. This was coming from one of the players <laughs> who is kind mm-hmm. of a jerk. Yeah. Um, and then the sin is if silence is your goal, I wouldn't recommend starting your beating in the pelvic area. Speaking of which, beating in the pelvic area is exactly why they, (laughs) which there's like in this running running jokes um, within. And then there was this really funny thing. Uh, So Ian wrote a gif jif joke because there is a lead in about pronouncing the word jif and it's kind of this funny kind of moment on screen. Um, And then I think Aaron wrote uh, the one that actually made it into the final script. And I remember... It was like two opposing opinions. I think Ian wanted to write a sin that sort of poked fun of Aaron, like Aaron, not the narrator, but Aaron, the writer and Mm -hmm. Aaron, the writer's um, hatred of the (laughs) mispronunciation of the word GIF. Uh, And so to have both of you (laughs) writing on one script, going at this from two different angles. And I remember Ian writing to me after he saw the final and he's like, damn it. Yeah. Aaron wrote the better sin there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like he really wanted his to be in there but uh your and god bless him for getting it right was just it was yeah. perfect and john fun. john bless them for oh, getting john. it right yes 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 yeah. yes yeah well and that and that was the thing with that sin it still makes fun of it does the narrator, it perfect you know because it's like he's 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 saying one thing but his words are making the opposite point yeah you know yeah like, so it was yeah. a perfect play and i will 
And I will say on a on a current on a video we'll talk about in a few weeks that I just reviewed yesterday, uh, the narrator now is not even explaining that he's going to say something differently. He's just going <laughs> to he's just going to pronounce things the way he wants to, and mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see that people that don't understand that what I'm, those I'm comments are going to totally. I'm be, looking forward to it. Why yeah. did he say that so wrong? How did they not catch that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I love Ted Lasso. I watched the entire first season. It only gets better from the pilot. It's in, that character is one of my favorite characters ever to be in a TV show. Are you TV caught series. up? Is that right? Mm-hmm. You, you yeah, well, they just season, released the they second just season. dropped oh. season two, okay. first two episodes today, so okay, I haven't okay. watched those. But you watched um, the whole first season. Gotcha, but I watched gotcha. the whole okay. first season, and I love it. I love the entire season. I love so many of the characters. The best TV shows for me are the ones where it's like, I can't wait to hang out with these people again and see what they're yeah. up to. And this is one of those shows for me where I'm like, I want to know what Ted's up to. I want to know what uh, Coach Beard is up to, you know, his coach buddy. I want to know what Nathan's up to. They're like third little, you know, wheel oh, on the their side- Guy, yeah, it was the just one like, that we never remember his name. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, and I don't know. Does the does the because I don't know how it gets, but like at least in the pilot, like I think Danae kind of alluded to the scene where he's on the phone. Yeah, uh, the very end. Yeah, and, it, mm-hmm. and it's like it, and it's just really nice. I mean, it's sad, but it's mm-hmm. also like, but it felt it felt earned. It like does, we were kind yeah. of talking about this in Rick and Morty when they try to do something like that. You're just like, what? But like, I don't. Does this show continue in that kind of vein? Yes. Is it kind of got that yes. drama side to it too? That's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, and it all feels great, and I just like I'm. Yeah, I, this is this is one of my favorite shows right now, and I'm really excited to see season two if they can uh, keep it up. So, well, there's not, and it's not it's not that many episodes. I think they're only like what thirty minutes. So, yeah, and there's like ten, yeah. ten a season. So, but it was yeah, it's really an easy succinctly watch. done in thirty minutes. It mm-hmm. seems like there. It seems like it was a longer uh, pilot. I'm just thinking about all the times we've watched hour long pilots that feel long. Mm-hmm. Uh, they should do it like this where it's a 30 minute long experience that feels like there was a lot of content there. Uh, Some of the behind the scenes stuff uh, that I really enjoyed, you mentioned the running anti-masturbation jokes. Yeah, so funny. The idea is that soccer was invented to keep uh, young boys from masturbating. And then there's just a series of, you know, quips against it. it. I wonder if that is, I mean, I would think that's got some truth in it. I (laughs) I don't know. I don't, that's just such a weird thing. Because I know one thing about soccer that, and why it's become so, it's very accessible, right? You don't Mm -hmm. need... Yeah. You just need a ball and a field and a couple of nets and you can play. So it's, you right. know, it's not as complex as, as far as necessities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I, I love this video. Did, are you done? I'm sorry. No, I, didn't no, mean I to just interrupt. had a couple others I was going to mention. Uh, I like that the spotting of the, the coach looks out longingly at the empty playing surface mm-hmm. cliche, because that happens mm-hmm. in every single sports movie now. Um, and then to say, uh, seriously, we get it. They want to make weird stadium babies with their sport. Um, I love that one. And then uh, you mentioned the God bless them for jetting it right. Then I, the, the calling people lassos instead of asshole. Like the idea that there's an opposite of an asshole and it's a lasso. Yeah. Like I, I love it. It almost feels like the same kind of word. Like, yeah. And it's right. That's what that character is, is the opposite of that. So like I just that that to me is a concept that I'm almost going to take like into my real life and like I can see that catching on the where church it's something of lasso. like <laughs> yeah where it's <laughs> like you know um you know you're 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 being such a lasso you know by uh, by says, being so oh generous my God, thank you yeah That's exactly so kind. exactly yeah so yeah <laughs> I love uh, it what about you uh Jonathan um I I was like the the major league comparisons with the uh with mm-hmm. the Hannah Waddingham 
a character were in my mind the whole time. So I was really glad you had the the sin where she says, I hope he fails miserably, and then the sin is major Premier League. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really funny. I also liked the stuff with resume and CV, and then at the end, uh, <laughs> if you don't like it, you can shove it up your CV. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just enjoyed the the calling the English pubs the OG YouTube's comment section. Yeah, OG it's YouTube true. comment section. Yeah, so for sure. funny. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, all right, let's move on to music video sins. BTS permission to dance. Uh, I believe this was a, a Barrett script. Mm-hmm. Did he have anything to? Say about not BTS permission this to week. dance. Not okay, this week. I'm sure um, it's the same thing he said about BTS in the past, which is I think he really enjoys BTS. He does, yeah. and yeah. um, they have such a huge fan following. I think this is what the third or fourth one that has made its way on the channel since we started doing BTS. Because every time it happens, I'm like, it's us. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, us. no, it's not us. It's not us. Uh, Jonathan, why don't you start us off? Some thoughts on the video or the sins, or just what, some thoughts on. This um, thing? I mean, I thought the the song was okay. I didn't actually watch the uh, the video itself, like the the actual music, music video, video on yeah, this yeah. one. So I don't know all of the song, but I, well, I've heard I've heard it though. My daughter's played it, but um, it's an okay song. I I liked the sin about it being can't stop the feeling. Because uh, it is, it feels very similar to that mm-hmm. type of thing. And to be yeah. fair, it's not like it, it is can't. Yeah, it's not like can't stop the feeling is original in its own right. I mean, there's been other songs like that, but <laughs> sure, the video itself, the way it felt, kind of like they were trying to get everyone involved. I don't know. It just it did feel very similar. Like they were going for that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but it's okay. It's okay. I mean, I they're talented. There's I think there's I still think there's too many of them. But you know. That's yeah. how they work, so that's fine. I just <laughs> have conf- it's just a lot. A lot of a lot. people that have to sing a line, a and you're just like, man. Did you have any sins you uh, you wanted to bring up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I just, I mean, it was just he goes into this whole diatribe about these two girls like sitting by themselves in a restaurant, and then like there, I think the line, the lyric is something like, you know, we had to find something else to do essentially. And then, you know, Barrett's going on this whole thing. But why wouldn't dinner with them have been just as good? He even gives them names and stuff. And then at the end, it's just, they made pa- they made paella, assholes. <laughs> I thought that was yeah. great. Yeah. And then um, the David S. Pumpkins outtake. I uh, So good. Now is the time when we dance. Dance? <laughs> dance? So good. Uh, Danae, some thoughts from you. I watched a little bit of the video. Um, not the full thing, but just to kind of get a general sense of what it is. I, I always think that dancing bands you know that where there's a lot of emphasis on the performance is really interesting to me um i think synchronicity is really fascinating to watch Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think synchronized swimming is (gasps) yeah like olympics yeah let's talk olympics (laughs) (laughs) aaron aaron mentioned the outtakes oh my god um is that is it olympic is that this olympic swimming is an olympic sport holy shit now there's something i it it just blows my mind to try to figure out ways or 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 the rockets things like this where Mm -hmm. it's so important to have all of your movements match uh, so you think you can dance is another one that i love watching when they really just work at getting completely mm-hmm. in sync so when you watch a band like bts that's why i like watching the music videos and i oftentimes forget mm-hmm. to listen to the lyrics or to pay attention to anything i'm just watching what they're I got doing 
I got your back. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> some I didn't write down a lot of the sins. I did. I did actually sin this in my mind as I watched it, though, because they release a balloon at the very beginning, and that's really bad for the environment. Okay, so don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. I I definitely sin that in my mind. Um, that used to be a big thing. It, it like should churches be a would big do thing. that. Yeah, oh would, God, everybody yes. would release a, a balloon yes. with a message on it. I, I remember I'm, doing I'm, that all I'm, the time. I'm an idiot. Although I probably do know this. Once you tell me why is that bad for the environment, just because. It It'll eventually pop and it'll, I, I, I mean, uh, bird well, will choke on it. <laughs> balloons are, um, they're not only are they litter because of course, once they yeah, deflate, yeah, yeah. then they're out there. Um, but yeah, plastic pollution is kind of the, the, the basis of it. Um, they make their way to waterways. Uh, they clog oh, things that up. Makes sense. Um, animals yeah, yeah, yeah. eat them and of course they can't be digested. So they can actually end up killing things. Uh, so yeah, I mean, less plastic, the better is the general kind of, I guess. Yeah, I guess I just, I don't know why, but I never thought of a balloon as plastic, but it totally it is. Totally. So much of what we have around us is plastic. I mean, that's the thing, right? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, not, and anyway. I don't let, we don't let balloons go. God, if a balloon goes, my daughter would, would have cried. You oh know, my so God. No, okay. That... Quick balloon story. <laughs> and then I'll tell you about the sin that I wrote down that I enjoyed. My brother and I had our favorite balloon when we were little. I think I was six and my brother was five or like. Do you call it balloony? Probably. We actually buried it in the backyard once it popped. We had our own little funeral for it. We brought our That's toys cute. outside and set all the toys up and we dug a hole and we buried the balloon. Yeah. So you yeah. probably destroyed the ground in that area yeah. for yeah. years to come. If you go back to that house, it's just this massive <laughs> patch of earth that just will not grow. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. um, there is a sin where uh, they're walking through a laundromat and all of the dryers are filled with balloons with yeah. a blue light kind of lighting them up and the sin is just essentially obviously sending the balloons in the wash which yeah. is you know now there's your problem right there you have to clean a bunch of balloons you have to put on the permanent press setting with high agitation it's the only way to get the dirt that collects around the knot oh also you have to turn the machine on just this was really <laughs> clever and cute and i liked yeah. it I like that one too. I had that one written down. Uh, this song is, it's just a happy go lucky pop song, right? Like it's just, you know, it is what it is. It's, I have no problem with it. It's fun to listen to. Uh, it is to me kind of the essence of BTS uh, as I understand them. And yeah, I, I enjoy it. I also really enjoyed the video. Uh, the one you mentioned I had written down, um, the, why don't you stop staring at random balloons and clean this pigsty up about the, <laughs> the playground that the kids were on, like how purposefully, like the set designers were like, we're going to throw a hula hoop here and some cones over here. Yeah. And it's like that small group of children, like went to all those different places, uh, to play with those toys. Like, um, yeah, music video doesn't know how to playground correctly. Um, the uh, oh, also you have to oh, you mentioned the oh, also you have to turn the machine on, which is the other <laughs> oh, one. Oh, oh, also like yeah, you gotta turn. Oh, don't, don't forget. Don't forget. Uh, all right, let's move into cinema sins. We'll kick it Can't off. Can't stop the feeling. GI Joe retaliation. Sorry. This was a Chris, Ian, and Daniel script. So Chris and. The new guys. Um, today, any thoughts <laughs> from the writing guys. team on this one? Yeah. Um, both Chris and Ian weighed in, so I will get on that. We'll start with Chris, who says, back in 2013, there was a rockification thing going on. If you had an action franchise, you wanted to find a way to put Dwayne Johnson in it. And in this movie... He was franchised Viagra. That's mm -hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He uh, this is not what Chris said, but this is what Dennis said. He's so charismatic. Mm -hmm. I mean, who doesn't yeah. want to watch 
Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Okay. I don't know, okay. but I don't want to be their friend. <laughs> I have opinions. <laughs> oh, do you? Oh, man. I changed my mind then. I want to be oh. Jonathan's friend. <laughs> even if he has opinions. No, no. I, I, I love Dwayne. Okay, okay, I love okay, Dwayne okay. Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chris continues by saying, and in this movie, they rockified it so much that they killed off Channing Tatum's character. <laughs> <laughs> this, is an, uh, this is the action movie version of Dave, where Cobra installs a lookalike president. <laughs> played by Jonathan Price, to take a series of steps that will allow Cobra to take over the world. It involves playing chicken with the world's nuclear arsenal and leaving all the nuclear powers of the world without any weapons. I was a shadow on this one, so Ian and Daniel did most of this script while I sprinkled some in. But what's funny to me about the sequels is how they want to have some sort of, co- some sort of continuity from the previous movie while just plain ignoring other things. This one starts off with a reference to the Nanomite Wars, even though in the first movie, not even one war got started and the people responsible were jailed before they could do anything. And there's this odd, do I bother sending this type of thing when the movie says a character named Destro is in prison. At the end of the first movie, the character who would later be called Destro is someone named McCullen, and he is a famous entrepreneur. The Cobra Commander gives him the name Destro at the very end of the movie, just before they both go to prison. And yet the powers that be have decided, quote, we have someone named Destro in our prison. Anyway, well done, Ian and Daniel. Nice. Yeah. So the bulk of this script was uh, Ian and Daniel with uh, Chris kind of overseeing it. Um, And here are Ian's thoughts. One of the perks of writing for CinemaSins is that I get exposed to films I would have probably never watched. Did I say perks? I mean burdens. (laughs) Oh, shoot. (laughs) Did I say exposed? I mean forced. Admittedly, as the token Brit, I am probably not the target audience for this one. But hey, movie that does not does not excuse you for being the most frustratingly inconsistent, predictably macho uh, Jonathan Pierce wasting Ray Park squandering nonsensical one ling story steaming flaming turd munching pile of money grubbing hasbro bullshit i've ever seen wow i should have read that before <laughs> i feel like i didn't give that justice but we'll just we'll go with it was it. great oh no it was great that was a lot mm-hmm. that was wordy mm-hmm. thanks ian <clears throat> the part that really took the biscuit for me was when lady jane shares her rightfully infuriating backstory of being looked down upon as a woman in the military only to be reassured sincerely by soldier boy that her butt looks great in that dress and she fucking smiles at him instead of pistol whipping him into the next pandemic. Sigh. No, I did not like this movie. Uh, My favorite sin that I wrote, in case you confused it with Run DMZ, it's so dumb, but I loved it. And my most mm-hmm. interesting, I had that one. yeah, that was really good. My most interesting was pulling apart everything in Bruce Willis's kitchen. Honestly, how does that man eat? No appliance in that kitchen was usable, and no cupboard That's could hilarious. actually be used for the storing of foodstuffs. Even the man's wardrobes and living room units were filled with more ammo than Rambo's summer house, and mm-hmm. he was going to turn them away. What the fuck else is waiting is waiting for? He must stock up for the reason. Sigh. I yeah. probably read some of that a little bit off, but there are Ian's thoughts. There you go. Um, Nice. Uh, I'll go first on this one. Uh, G.I. Joe Retaliation. I saw it and it immediately left me. I don't like I was watching this video just going, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. that was this movie. And we had the same experience. I just like I'm watching this video being reminded of stuff because it just it was such an empty movie to me. And uh, so. Yeah, I love this this sins video though. Um, I had mm-hmm. to mention this cocks on for some time uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. with all the gun cocking was so good. 
Uh, I loved the, uh, it's almost like The Rock wrote it and everyone else was Vin Diesel. <laughs> like the idea that The Rock, uh, you know, wanted to separate himself from Fast and Furious, you know, by getting, because he doesn't like Vin Diesel or whatever. And so he took it out here. Just, I don't know. That made me giggle quite a lot. Mm-hmm. I liked the word uh, uh, protocolas. Uh, <laughs> nice portmanteau with the idea of, like whether somebody says pop or soda, which we've talked about before on this show uh, between the the three of us, um, and it's the sin is so right that if the president started changing how he referred to carbonated beverages, there would be many many people who would notice that because <laughs> people talk about that. That is a thing people somehow care about. Like the the GIF remember pre social you know? media when Dan Quell misspelled potato. This is pre social media. <laughs> yeah. Well, and technically, you could not just go spelled it anywhere, huh? Technically, he spelled it a correct way. It's just Co- a different correct way. Yeah, you know? I said like, that yeah. incorrectly myself. Yeah. But yeah, but I just, I just think about that. Like whenever something like this comes up, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, absolutely, there's yeah, no people way. Would know. People would know. Um, I loved the. In case you confused it with the last time you confused oh my God, it when I they repeated. Yeah, when they repeated the uh, Tokyo. <laughs> it's so funny, uh, Japan or whatever. It's so very funny. <laughs> no, um, that was my, that was one that might be my all time favorite. Not to be confused I with know, yeah, ever. Yeah. It, it's so yeah. clever. <laughs> How have I never thought of that? I hate both of you. <laughs> well, it could have been any of the three. We don't and know. And I also love you. Uh, That's true. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, brilliant. That was probably Chris. Brilliant pun with uh, Hasbro's. Uh, yes. Just yes. had to put a shine a light on that. Just brilliant wordplay. Uh, and then all the Angry Birds stuff um, where I think the one of the sins finishes, you barely killed one pig with that weak sauce. Uh, just the idea that the narrator was well aware of of Angry Birds and the Boomerang Pig and uh, all that stuff. Uh, really, really enjoyed. Uh, Jonathan, what about you? What are some of your thoughts? Uh, yeah, well, uh, yeah, same with you on the movie. And uh, I saw this when it came mm-hmm. out. Yeah, I forgot about it. I didn't even remember stuff when I was watching the video. I'm like, wait, have I seen? And I know I've seen it. Like, I <laughs> yeah. know 100. percent I have seen this movie. I saw it at a drive-in. I remember very well. But um, yeah, no, didn't remember anything about it. My comments about The Rock, though, earlier, I, I will say this real quick. What I meant was that, like, I just, I think this happens to a lot of movie stars when they get more control of the narrative. If you'll notice with The Rock, especially, he works with, like, the same directors. Like, when he does, mm-hmm. and they're not directors that, like, we knew beforehand. Like, it's kind of like he kind of has these guys in his pocket. He's like, hey, yeah. Brad. We'll let you direct this one. You know, it's like yeah. it's, it's and, like they and, show up at his just, gym and they're like having yeah, conversations. So, you know what? Yeah. You should be a director. <laughs> so they're just kind of become like there's just become this kind of predictability to his films that I don't find is it like I tend to go back to his earlier stuff like Walking Tall or sure you know sure. stuff like that when he was you know working with a lot of and I and I just I just hope maybe eventually he goes back to that like maybe he goes and does a movie with like Taren I mean think about him like in a Tarantino movie sure I mean that that I just want to see something like that like kind of the stuff that Bautista is actually doing mm-hmm. but The Rock is such a better Dwayne is such a Dwayne Johnson is a better actor than Dave Bautista so I don't know that's just yeah. that's my whole thing with him I love the guy though he seems like he's just genuinely awesome and um yeah. uh he's he's just got a big heart but um yeah the movie I just was I mean, I don't know. And I guess it I it's weird because I hated Rise of Cobra, but I think that's quite a bit better than this. Like cuz Barrett and I sent that I'm a few couple years ago. Ballpark, but yeah. Yeah, that's weird though, right? Cuz that movie's terrible. But yeah. you're kind of like I kind of want to just go watch that now. If, yeah. if I'm going <laughs> Sure. 
And as far as the sins, uh, there's some dialogue early on. I don't think either one. I don't think anybody mentioned this one, but it was about the missile being in the missile assembly building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the sin is, wait, you mean the missile they need to track down is in the <laughs> missile assembly building? Huh? <laughs> that's weird. Um, I liked the Top Chef sin, and it. I mean, the Top Chef mm-hmm. comment, and then it said they should have called this movie of cinema sins ran military ops. Uh, there's that crazy snake eyes getting in on the latest internet craze, avalanching when he was <laughs> yeah. like going down the mountain. So good. And then I have to tell you, I almost like peed myself oh. yesterday when I was watching this and the Neil deGrasse Tyson <laughs> outtake, the, the, <laughs> oh, I had never, I've never, I didn't know that existed. I had to ask Chris what that was because I mean, I was dying. Like yeah. I was just like, what was that? <laughs> Yeah, that was great. Uh, so, yeah, so he couldn't remember who actually put it in, but he he showed me what it was. And I'm so like, good. So yeah. Good. Oh my god. Yeah. Thoughts, Danae? I've never seen the G.I. Joe stuffs. I don't intend to, but it's just not my vibe. It's very Fast and Furious, Furious esque mm-hmm. is what I was trying to say. Um, and there's a mm-hmm. place for those kinds of action things, but it's just not something that I'm like, oh, this is what I'm going to sit down and watch. But I love The Rock. I love Dwayne. Um, he's a great follow on Instagram, by the way. If you just like following like yeah. celebrity personalities, yeah. um, he does a great job of uh, showing you into his life a little bit, not too much, but also uh, you really get a dose of his personality. And that's what I think is really enticing and charming to watch is it's just like a super infused version of him. And of course, my first exposure to him was uh, WWE, um, mm-hmm. and he is so charismatic. First, I don't like I don't enjoy WWE, but there are certain personalities that I just like. You cannot help but watch, and he is certainly one of them. And yeah. he's someone who just understands the power of his charisma. So, anyhow, I wouldn't really watch this, but I can understand why. Uh, the sins that I enjoy, uh, there was a, there was one that was a, a, about like there's these things that you can put on your hands and you can like swipe the metal away mm-hmm. and they light up and they're supposed to be on this co- covert, I guess, operation and these like uh, gloves light up and, and burn through the uh, gate. Mm-hmm. What is yeah. it? Chain link fence. The fence. Thank you. Why can't I think of the yeah. fence? Um, <laughs> but the sin is, hey, you know what's cheap? Cuts through metal and doesn't light up like a Christmas tree. Um, that was really funny to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Ian yeah. said, all of the kitchen stuff killed me. Um, and then the 1776 uh, pin code being put into like the wall to to uh, unset the alarm on the house. And the sin's like, oh, yeah, 1776, the year that Edward Kimmon published his seminal work, <laughs> The Decline <laughs> and Fall of the Roman Empire. Just this, it's just great. It had a lot of really amazing. fun little clever winks and nods all through it. So it was great script. Awesome stuff. Yeah. It was a great I, script. That I really loved with, it. Huh, that's weird. Didn't that one also end that way or something? Like, or that's know. odd or something? I don't know. It was really well. There was only was, one, huh? That's weird. Yeah. But, but it was yeah. really well. Cra- I like that scent a lot. It was very yeah. well crafted. It's good stuff. All right, let's move on to Lady in the Water. Uh, this was an OG writer script. Jeremy yeah. and Chris tackling this M. Night uh, Shyamalan. Did, no, wait, real quick. This, <clears throat> if I remember correctly, in past talks, Danae, mm-hmm. this is like a favorite of yours, right? So I have seen this movie and I did love it a ton. Yeah. And um, I've never think watched I it still, again. I, I don't, yeah, I think I've only watched it a couple <laughs> of times. 
um in rewatching it through the sins video lens you know it's gonna there's gonna be some new takeaways and some oh, things yeah, yeah, yeah. um but there is something about the fantastical stories that i'm always going to really enjoy even though mm-hmm. they fall apart when you start to pick at the seams and um i i don't know i really i really enjoyed this but i remember when it came out so many people did not that it's one of those experiences where you just don't talk about it. For me, this is how I handle it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The conversation comes up. Oh, did you see Lady in the Water? Yeah. Fuck that movie. And There's I'm a... like, oh, I just got to excuse myself. I've read like, it's been a while, so I don't remember the specific critics, but I remember there was a critic screening of this, like at the studio or whatever. And it's like all these different critics wrote these stories about how everybody turned on the film yeah <laughs> and it was like it was like this insane thing that happened well, of course they did it's about how terrible they are i, like, yeah. I know i know yeah. i know but you know yeah. there's a fascinating i wish i could find like a link to some one of the yeah. some of those articles because it was pretty fascinating but at the time should we get, should we get not, jeremy and what, chris's yes but when you're not uh, yeah sure already, whatever i'll get to them already in a second. breaking Who the cares? rules <laughs> yeah exactly it's the first time we're trying to do something new Let, let's just break the rules already i just have to say there's something about watching this movie having no <laughs> understanding of how stories are supposed to be written and the subversive text underneath it and what it's trying to say just watching it and that's how i enjoyed this movie now that, that I'm is like, the point of the movie. I'm I sorry, really you're you're, you're egging it. me into this. Not, I love I'm Lady. In, <laughs> I love Lady in the Water, I, I and I think people so misunderstand the movie so much. But and I, um, I loved I loved I the little switches, you know, with all the characters coming together at the very end. I loved it. I thought it was incredibly fun, and there is something like about the storytelling and sitting in moments for a long time. It just for me, it puts you more in the moment, and it became more and more serious. Whereas the Sins video. I was like, wow, yeah, this is really, this is so easy to just, you know, pick apart because it, it is, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. anyways. I, Let's get Jeremy and Chris's okay. thoughts and then we'll talk more on it. Okay, you can read them today. Okay. Oh, just kidding. Um, I'm just kidding. Okay. You, I don't think that they included you. <laughs> um, Jeremy says, Lady in the Water is awful. It's like school. Only the subject is more boring than geology. Everyone in this movie just throws up exposition on screen all movie long. One scene has dude jumping in the pool. Other than that, literally nothing actually happens on screen. It's all told to you. It's all narrated in your face because you like narration. It's a bad movie and it should feel very bad. Here is M. Knight saying, critics are so wrong and artists are so fucking important. I'm gonna make a whole movie about that. And he ends up proving the critics right and making the universe's best evidence that not all artists are important. It's absolutely baffling how insulting he has become uh, from he has become from reality. Insulated, not insulting. Insulated he has become from reality. No content, not content to just cameo in his movies anymore. Here he makes himself the literal savior of humanity whose art will inspire future leaders. I mean, goddamn. He could have filmed himself on a cross in a Jesus costume, rapping about twist endings, and it would have been less self-indulgent and self-serving. Favorite sins. I love the ones Chris wrote when the teen neighbor girl's ass is on screen. Introduction by S. It's a very weirdly lurid shot for M. Night, and I was happy Chris called it out so bluntly. I also wrote a few sins about how busy the apartment pool is, and then later how every single tenant shows up to the pool party. I've lived in a lot of apartment complexes with pools, and clearly M. Night has not. 
I also enjoyed writing that sin where M. Night and Freddie Rodriguez have the fictional casting conversation about how useless Freddie's character is. God, I hate this movie. See, this is why I don't talk about the things I like, guys. <laughs> it's okay oh, to have different I, opinions. Like, I, I disagree with a lot of the things Jeremy just said, especially about M. Night. Uh, Lady in the Waters, from Chris's perspective, he says, back in 2006, I watched this movie at my new theater in New York doing the typical thing I, a crazy projectionist does at midnight. Watch a movie. Don't know if it was the atmosphere or what, but I really enjoyed it. It got horrible reviews, though. In 2021, watching it for sin's purposes, you see this movie as a way for M. Night Shyamalan to exercise his demons slash critics. Early on, he was tapped as the next Spielberg. He did The Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, and Signs, all big hits. Then he does The Village, which sucked ass. I think he took the criticism. It was a big hit. It was. <laughs> I act as if I know. I don't. I just want <laughs> no, to get that I mean, off my it chest. It was a hit. It was definitely a hit. Um, I he, I think he took the criticism of that movie to heart and decided to package a whole film around it, claiming that he that this was some bedtime story he used to hear. It's hard to watch uh, as the lady in the water, sub- subtly named Story, finds the person she needs to find most, a writer who's going to write an important work. The writer is played by M. Night Shyamalan himself. The critic is played by Bob Balaban. I might have said that mm-hmm. wrong. And he might be the best thing about it, but... As a true target of this movie, he's a pompous ass. He hasn't written anything in years, which is a criticism akin to, he's just some guy in his parents' basement being a troll. At one point, Paul Giamatti, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, asks him for advice because as a critic, surely he knows what's important to a story and Giamatti is looking for characters at his this apartment complex that fit some sort of archetype that will help him lead story to the end of the story. <laughs> Of course, everything the critics uh, the critic tells him is wrong. At one point, Jeffrey Wright says something to the effect of, how can someone be so pompous as to be able to know what characters are going to do? It's no surprise that the critic gets ripped to shreds by the movie's biggest antagonist, the scrunt, who sneaks into the apartment building later for no apparent reason except for the movie to kill a guy. <laughs> <laughs> except for the movie to kill this guy. Uh, the most annoying thing about this movie is that there is an older woman who knows the whole story and Paul Giamatti needs her to tell it so he can figure out what to do, but she won't tell him all uh, all of it for some frustratingly stupid reason and he even has to pretend to be a child with a stupid milk mustache to get the whole story. Then confusingly, there's apparently a whole lot of uh, mythology to the story with more tales to explain even more things. I just wondered why A, she couldn't tell him the whole story and B, why he couldn't just find all this stuff on the internet since it's clearly a story that's been well known at least by some cultures so we see giamatti ask her for more story and he always gets like a couple of paragraphs but never the full thing until later and m night apparently doesn't want you to think too deeply about that because he's weaving his own bullshit story on top of that Hmm. and that is the end of their thoughts on lady in the water i find it i I find it interesting that any movie makes people that angry but i have always this one's fascinated me i've only seen it the one time i saw it in the theater i thought it was fine i didn't love it but i was like yeah that's fine i mean that that seems like that's reasonable that's a decent movie Mm -hmm. uh and then after i saw all the hate geared towards it i've kind of just never watched it again because i just yeah i'll just have that opinion Because this right. happened with the happening too. I saw the happening in the theater, and I didn't really like it. But I was just like, "Yeah, that was you know." I kind of had right. an entertaining time at the movies, and then and then I watched it again like a year later. I'm like, "Oh no, that movie's not very good." Uh, so I don't. I just I'm gonna leave Lady in the Water 
uh, in my mind mm-hmm. as a decent movie. Yeah. <laughs> and what are some of your uh, yeah, some of your sins? Oh, for me, um, so I really liked the um, the 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 thing at the beginning where it said war upon war played out as there were no guides to listen to, and then the sin is if you have to tell me a story before you can tell me a story, I don't want to hear your story. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, we've already mentioned the character introduction by ass. That might have been one of my favorites. Uh, the dialogue in the movie is Mister Heap is a player. And the sin oh is, God. I could see Mr. Heap yes. in the act of sexual intercourse, and I wouldn't come to that conclusion. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. And then um, and then just everything about the Freddy Rodriguez character only exercising on one side of his mm-hmm. body. Like, all that stuff just was had me dying. So, yeah. No, yeah. I love this video. This video is yeah, great. And I can good. definitely see why why people don't like it but i sure. just, i don't know it's just it's a movie i just i don't know i i think it's weird to find if somebody made a movie about like cinema sins writers for some reason and like made fun of us i wouldn't be offended i would just be like that's cool yeah. whatever yeah <laughs> yeah um so okay so there exists on the internet uh a uh, commentary to this movie with Danae myself and another friend a friend of the show uh, josh child because uh, today loved this oh, movie. I might need to watch this movie again. Is this um, still available? Yeah, this yeah. is on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, you fire up the the YouTube video while firing up the movie, and then and you watch you know, along. We talk. We talk. Yeah. Oh, oh, I already got my Beyond the Sims <laughs> for next week. <laughs> oh no. So anyhow, uh, we, we've kind of been through this a little bit, but I think the things that people hate about this movie are intentional. Uh, many of them are. Um, I'm not saying all of them are. Certainly, you know, it's not like M. Night is, you know, uh, a genius all the time. But no. he's smart enough to understand what he's doing here. This is a movie, I think, about why stories are powerful and that it doesn't have to do with how well they hold together logically. The whole thing is about artistry not having to depend on good plots or character, you know, character reveals or like all the things we are rightfully sinning it for are, I believe, part of the point um, of what this movie is doing. And I think it's a really beautiful love letter to creativity in the idea that I don't have to follow your rules i can just make up stories because the idea is he's telling a bedtime story to his little girls that's what he's always said is you know i wanted this movie to be like when i tell my little girls bedtime stories i'm not thinking about does the plot hold together that's a frightening story (laughs) (laughs) i'm not thinking about does the plot hold together i'm not thinking about you know these these things that are supposedly make it better i'm just thinking about being creative and being an artist and today i think that's why it appeals to you so much because you love that part of story telling where it's just like this this world that i'm gonna be in and you know like so i i do think a lot of that is intentional it, and it's why i give this this movie a lot of grace yeah and i wonder but, i wonder if just in the grand scheme of things maybe there's a better movie in there like maybe maybe he just didn't you know cook it long enough i i don't know i mean i haven't like i said i haven't seen it sure. since it came out so it's hard sure. for me to comment on that but just watching the sins video I, I don't know. I, I have a feeling there's like an insanely good movie in here, and he had a lot of cool ideas, which is why I always like him. Even when he misses, he always swings, you know. And I, there's something about that that I yeah. have to respect. Well, and that's why people love. It's a love it or hate Except it for kind last of thing. Well, even that's a big swing. It's <laughs> it just is, it's it terrible. Is. Like I mean, in yeah. my opinion, it's it's terrible. Yeah, no, it and is. I think The Happening is a bad movie that I can kind of defend on some level, but it's pretty bad. But I Lady in the Water, re- I think is I think it's good. I think it's I think at least I think it's the movie he intended to make. 
I wonder if you I'm I would like to see the happening if they recast Wahlberg and Deschanel because yeah. I'm just I'm just curious like I'm not yeah. saying they're terrible I think it could be the script but yeah you know like I'm just I'm, I kind of want to see that movie like with like yeah. you know two different actors in the roles and see how it plays um, I loved the uh, where it's making fun of critics and then the narrator's like, well, you know, critics are important because they have to bring up uh, how scenes that don't contain lap dances should con- I like contain that them. One. Like, that was so funny. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting thing because uh, we don't usually use that sin anymore. So it's kind of like a wink and nod back to mm-hmm. a sin that we've essentially retired mm-hmm. uh, and people yeah. want us to say it. We, they wanted to see it, you know, in the sins videos, but we're kind of like, eh that one just doesn't age very well we're not really Mm -hmm. gonna it's not like one of our go-to's that's for sure so to see them kind of wink and nod to the in this in this video kind of in that context of like critics and every i don't know it was a really cleverly done one i had that one down i agree Mm -hmm. i agree um, the what Bill Clinton Secret Service oh agent said after the Eagle. <laughs> it was so great. So great. Yeah, the lead uh, in was, did the Eagle come? <laughs> yep. That was hilarious. That just made me think. I totally forgot to write this down in Ted Lasso, but who did the colonizing sin? That was definitely was our, our English <laughs> writer. Because um, that was like, when I read that, I was just like, Damn. I love it. It's one of the reasons <laughs> diversity is so important is because yes. it it gives, you know, writers the ability to make fun of themselves in new ways, you know, and the narrator to say different things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I really enjoy that. Um, the I want him dead. I want his family dead. Oh, my God. God. I have- uh, <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, Listen, just so Watch great. the video just to get to that. Uh, the, the I want him dead rant um, is one of my favorites, maybe and of if, all if time. You- if you haven't watched the video, basically the narrator just keeps falling into one of his favorite quotes from The Untouchables, and he can't yeah. figure out why it happens, oh, and so it just funny. keeps happening. It's it's really well, and great. it's just great. It's and it feels like I don't know if it was intended this way, but it definitely felt to me very like kind of meta textual, yeah. you know, like you know referencing the movie itself, how it's uh, yeah. playing around with the idea of story, and I don't know, mm-hmm. it just it totally worked. Whatever whatever Jeremy or Chris meant, it worked. It's really <laughs> yeah. really good. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, M. Night threatens his daughters. I thought that was really funny at the end <laughs> yes. as well. The lead in so is to good. my daughters, I'll tell you the story one more time. And the sin <laughs> is he threatens them. That's so funny. That's such a, that's uh, such a brutal slam. Uh, I love it. Danae, <laughs> uh, any you know final thoughts on the movie or some of the sins maybe we missed? Um, Not not a lot. I think we covered just about everything. I I really enjoyed this video, even though it's yeah, you know so picking good. apart something that I really enjoyed and pointing out really appropriate things to pick apart. By the way, I just I don't know. I love these conversations because it reminds me that you can still love things that other people think are really bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm good. Yes. I'm okay, guys. Uh, right. I just want to let you know I'm okay. I'm okay after they send that movie yeah. i'm, all, I'm doing all right good yeah good it's nice i feel nice okay. To know you're okay yeah okay. all right let's move into keeping tabs enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with BetMGM at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, podcast peeps. It's me again. Um... Mm-hmm. Those are my. Dad. Mm-hmm. Those are my. Uh. Every time I try to talk. Wow. Uh, is this how Aaron feels? When we're. Okay. We're gonna try this. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're going to take a look at some uh, other stuff from behind the scenes that we have kept track of during the process of writing. Um, so let's do it. Uh, who wants to go first? I really don't have much. Uh, I, I wrote on Ted Lasso and I wrote mm-hmm. on uh, SpongeBob. I didn't have to do too much uh, in regards to that, though. So I don't really have a lot, unfortunately, pass. this week. Danae has I'll a pass. pass. Yeah. Danae passes. I actually I have something non-Slack related. So that's okay. interesting. <laughs> Maybe, it, maybe people were hoping with, it was Slack related. Does it have to I don't do know. with uh, medicine cabinets? No, it doesn't. No. Uh, in SpongeBob, which is the only thing I wrote on, I mean, I, this is, I, I didn't really do anything with this. Uh, well, no, we did have a sin about it raining underwater. Like that was mentioned in the sin. Mm-hmm. And I actually started, like, I was, I don't know, I actually looked into that, like, because I mean, you know, if it's, I was curious if it's raining hard enough, can it actually, like, basically, you know, rain underwater? Um, and it can't. Um, and in fact, I I came. Ac- well, I mean, like it no, doesn't. I know. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like I don't mean that to sound like I'm dumb. I'm not. I just I just was curious about the effects of like mm-hmm. if you were underwater, yeah. it was raining. Yeah. But um, I came across this random thing about um uh the is it Roatan? Oh, yeah, the Roatan. How they have a they have a he- like a lot of their uh, tourist stuff is uh, scuba diving, and there's a there's a huge rainy season in Roatan, so. Uh, but they never, they never stop. But it's not like monsoons; it's just hard rain constantly. It's mon later's, huh? Sorry, never mind. Just, <laughs> just continue on. Just pretend. but it's not like it's not like a it's not like a tropical storm. Like it's just a lot of rain. So people don't want to be on the beaches, obviously. So they basically they they have a huge scuba diving industry because no matter how hard it's raining, they never shut that down. Right, and people can go scuba diving. 
And some people even write about how they think it's almost cooler because like the initial, like when you go under, it's a little murky because the rain's hitting the water, but then it actually clears it up underneath. So when you go underneath all that, you can even see more um, stuff, which I thought was kind of interesting. And then I also just ran, and then because of that, I also, then I came across this where you can actually have rivers underwater, Mm -hmm. which I never knew. We talked Uh, about it in one of the SpongeBob's about the lake. Yeah. Okay. I guess I missed. You can have other bodies of water underwater because of difference in density and uh, salinity and those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 But you, but there's like, I saw pictures of where there's like these running rivers, Mm -hmm. you know, where stuff is settled and and all that stuff. And it's really fascinating uh, if you want to Google that. But yeah, but then I started thinking about, well, we've sent this, you know, with the ocean and the be- I still don't know that you could have a beach underwater. You could call it a beach. You could call it one. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You could. But I don't know. I just did a lot of underwater uh, research. Underwater that's the only thing I looked into. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I did enjoy that people were like sinning, choking on the fly, but not the fact that there's a oh, fly underwater. Yes. <laughs> yes. It is the joy Guys, of sinning the show. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. Uh, yeah. Uh, the only thing I had from behind the uh, the my process this week was in writing Ted Lasso, uh, which was the only one I think I was on this week. Uh, with um, Ian, I just I love his script notes. Sometimes, like in the narrate, we have a narrator section in our in our scripts where you can write notes to the narrator, and giving them essentially just, like prompts of things. Yeah, yeah. Like pronunciations, yeah. prompts. Do this Kinda one like, like a you know seven year old. Yeah, 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 exactly. In mm-hmm. uh, Ian's prompts include things like in all caps facts from england and uh <laughs> stuff like that yeah that was <laughs> so that funny. was the one where it was um uh the 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 lead-in for the facts from england. there was um at the very end of the episode he kind of goes uh, ted lasso goes to his hotel room and there's like a a welcome basket that has a whole bunch of very england-esque things in it mm-hmm. and one of them is something called a pot noodle Mm-hmm. And apparently there are good ones and bad ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the bad ones is like the mushroom pot noodle is not very good. So this is why I bring it up. This is why I bring it up because in the it's very interesting that the ones he writes facts from England on is also the one he got taken to task for on Twitter. Uh, somebody was like, that's actually chicken flavored pot oh! noodle. now now they went back and forth it's chicken and mushroom okay 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 so he was like i think ian basically used the the gif where it's like i am technically correct my favorite kind of correct yes Uh, it's still mushroom flavored but primarily chicken and mushroom is what that one is but anyhow i just thought it was funny that he said facts from england and it's like somebody on the internet like no Which, not, not really it's funny that he would say the narrator instruction is facts from england it's like that gives you the confidence to deliver the sin i have it on right, good authority right, that right. gifting a mushroom flavored pot noodle is an ancient <laughs> classical british tradition which can be right. roughly interpreted as fuck you and the yankee horse you rode in on <laughs> it's a great sin it's, it's great an sin. absolutely great sin <laughs> mm-hmm. so, yeah oh my god there you go it's amazing uh all right let's move on to the comment section i want to know what you're thinking I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're just going to take a look at uh, some of your feedback from the week. can be from the comments, from the videos, from Discord, from Twitter, anywhere you interact with us. Um, 
Today, why don't you kick us off? Oh, uh, What's your favorite comments? Okay, I'm super ready. Look at me go to the comment <laughs> section. Um, I did have the fly one for SpongeBob from Scarf mm-hmm. Fox and Friends. There were 330 uh, likes when I saw the comment, and there was like seven or eight people underneath that were joining in on the us not sitting the fly being underwater. I laughed really hard when I saw this. So mm-hmm. I'll skip over that one and I'll go to Skyland Springers that says um, about the same video, SpongeBob. Um, in this video, uh, we point out how bad it is to put money in your mouth. And Skyland Springer says, TV sins, never put money in your mouth. Me, currently sucking on a coin while saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you suck on a coin? Why would you do that? There are other things you can put in your mouth than a coin. Why do you chew on a pencil eraser? Why do people have oral fixations? You know, like it's okay. Coins though. Coins? No. Those things. Why do you chew on the front of your shirt? Like people just want to put stuff in their mouth. Like you know, coins are so dirty. Yes, they are. But if you and I can't. No, 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 no. There is a flavor. (laughs) You can smell. The, mm-hmm. the um the tinny sort of mm-hmm. metallic sure. smell on top of like just human sweat and funk you can you can see the grime on a coin why would you ever put that in your <laughs> mouth i am so perplexed but at the same time i feel really glad that i wrote that sin because skylands was educated there <laughs> you go sins there you go uh jonathan what about you uh, also on SpongeBob, uh, Practical Pisces, uh, in reference to the fish teeth, said there is a fish that has teeth similar to a human's. It's called the Paku. Uh, oh. Danae probably should not look this up. I won't. Uh, <laughs> Thank it you. is super creepy. <laughs> uh, it is one of the weirdest things I've ever. It's not really creepy. It's just weird because they do. They just it's this little fish and it opens its mouth and there's just. It's teeth. fucking human teeth. It's insane. Yeah. It's what it looks like. Yes, I've actually uh, seen that fish on an okay. episode of. I mean, not they show an actual picture of it for just a moment, but it's, it's a show called Octonauts on Netflix. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Iris super loves that. Octonauts. It's a lot about underwater sea creatures, mm-hmm. and um, that's one of them. And yeah, they, they look very interesting with their little little tile teeth. I have yeah. like one more I wanted to chime in real quick sure, just because uh, Codename Lasagna said this entire episode, and this is still SpongeBob, this entire episode only exists for the Among Us imposter outtake, and there's mm-hmm. nothing you can say to convince me otherwise. You can thank my daughter for that, <laughs> by the way, because <laughs> I had about a year of her playing Among Us, and I would just hear from upstairs the, you know, like constantly, and I'm like, what is that? And she would tell me, that's the imposter theme. I'm like, okay. So sus. Uh, all right. I will mention. Well, first, I'll mention. Thank you to uh, those of you who pointed out that CVs and resumes are different. Uh, I will just say to you, uh, I think somebody pointed out that uh, that resumes list job experience, where CVs list academic accomplishments. I will just say to you, first, those things are very, very similar. And second, people don't understand that distinction. They are using it interchangeably for resume now. Well, and your and academic annoying. stuff is on a resume, right? So Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. It's, they aren't as different as you're saying they are. Uh, anyhow, but the comment I wanted to go with is so perfect. It's from Mona. Uh, this was on the Ted Lasso video. It says, people equipping their pitchforks and torches to come for TV sins. Ted, 
Now, hold your horses. This man is voicing his opinion openly, and there ain't <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Heck, I'd even go so far as to say this was pretty entertaining. Oh, I uh, love that. And I it's just a lasso. love that. So, it's, that's that's she, exactly that right. That commenter is a lasso Beautiful. person. Such a lasso. Such a Mona, lasso. you're such a lasso. <laughs> uh, thank you for that. That was really, really nice. All right, let's move into Beyond the Sins. To infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're each going to chat about something else from pop culture that we have seen recently. And uh, Jonathan's going to kick us off on this one. Um, I'll talk about Escape Room Tournament of Champions, I guess. I I saw that last week. um, And I enjoyed the first Escape Room. Um, Me too. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I I think, you know, I liked just the idea that you had like these different rooms, the puzzles, uh, the Mm -hmm. characters are actually working together. Um, to try to solve these, like there was some actual, I don't know, I find stuff like that interesting. So um, I enjoyed that aspect of it. I didn't really care so much for the, it was kind of predictable that like someone had to die in every room. Um, and then also the ending where it kind of sets up this whole, like there's this corporate, this evil corporation, Minos, that's like behind all this. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That all, you know, whatever. So, but I enjoyed it. The second film obviously takes off from there. You've got the two characters that survived returning, uh, Taylor Miller and Logan Russell are the actors that play them. Um, and they do a pretty nice job again. Um, and it just kind of delves more into the uh, what's going on with this company. They're, they have been trying to find evidence on them so they can take it to the police. And then through no fault of their own, uh, through these crazy circumstances... <laughs> they end up in another uh, escape room uh, situation with... I mean, you see this in the trailer, so I don't think it's giving anything away because it's pretty early in the movie. They end up with uh, other survivors, other people that have won the games. Um, I will say um, this one has some stuff that kind of I didn't like as much because, A, the 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 start of it is so insanely ridiculous. Like how... Like you have to start questioning... <laughs> Like, Mm -hmm. how would this company get access to, like, what they get access to to get them even started? Uh, Whereas in the first movie, they're in a building, right? So, I mean, you could assume that maybe they made, even though the rooms are insane, you could still kind of, there was some logic to it. Whereas here, you're just like, if we send this, like, oh, I can't even imagine how many sends are going to be around this first sequence where uh, they they get thrown into the game again. Um, but, uh, but, but, but I don't know, like over, and then, so they go from there. And then also like, I feel like in the first one, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I feel like in the first one, the idea that people like you almost couldn't get through a room with everybody. Somebody had to stay Mm -hmm. behind. They didn't really set that up as much in this one. So I didn't really, but they still kind of followed this. They kind of followed the same template. Right. So that was kind of, eh. But I will say they still were there was still a lot of interesting like rooms and puzzles and the 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 characters were fun to watch them try to figure these things out. You still had that aspect to it. So I enjoyed that part of it. Um, And I think that one thing I saw some people saying like on Twitter and stuff was like, I wish they would lean more into the R because this is like PG-13. I disagree with that because I think if they leaned more into the R, it just becomes a Saw sequel where they're just going to see how gross they can make a death as opposed to, and they're going to get away from what's actually kind of interesting about it, which is them trying to solve these puzzles and survive. Um, I, I think if you liked the first one on any level, I think you're going to get some enjoyment out of this. I think it's definitely, if they keep making these, I think we're just going to learn more about this company. I don't really care as much about that, 
but I enjoyed myself, you know, for the hour and like 28 minutes or whatever it was that I watched it. I don't think I liked it quite as much as the first one, but I still, it's a slight recommend for me. Like I, I like I said, I think if you have any interest in it or you enjoyed the first one, I think it's worth the watch. Um, and uh, yeah, I had a decent time with it. The, uh, the thoughts, uh, I would like to associate myself with the thoughts of the gentleman from, uh, Nashville area. Uh, I agree completely with almost everything you said. Yeah. Uh, I had the, almost the exact same experience. I, I really do like the, like the first one. I, and I think a lot of it does have to do with low expectations, which happens sometimes. I didn't have a ton of expectations going into it and I had a good well, time. It was a January movie. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. Um, I was really disappointed in this one in many ways. Uh, not the rooms though. The rooms are better than the first one. Like the yeah, escape room stuff is better in the second one than in the first one, in my opinion. But the plot stuff in the character stuff is, in my opinion, worse and more forced. Like for me, this is a movie that never um, lives up to its promise, right? Escape room tournament of champions. It is not interested in actually being a tournament of champions. It is interested in telling you more about the characters you already know from the first one. It's yes. not interested in its new characters. It's not interested in delivering anything new in that way. Um, and that that was kind of a bummer to me. I would rather they have had a completely new cast with a completely new theme and do that for a couple movies and then do actual tournament of champions with like the you know the survivors from yeah, sure. the first three movies like that to me is more fun and more interesting i just didn't find the plot stuff in this this one yeah, and the know, character I, stuff I, is interesting I, I, so. I think you're onto something there well and the other thing is once they said like one they kind of skated around like we never really found out how those other people won no and i wanted to know of like course. that would have actually been interesting of i mean that course. one one woman makes kind of like a joking comment like oh yeah right. they just sent me they sent put me in an uber and sent me on my way but uh, I was like, no, like, I, how did you win? Like, right. what, yeah. you know, how did you win? And then they didn't let them win. You know, they were trying to get to kill them at the, in the first yeah. one. And um, no, there's kind of this thing. I've, I've uh, this kind of like uh, thing with like slasher films. A lot of people I've seen mention this where they, they would think it was cool. Like, let's say like Friday the 13th. Like mm -hmm. you actually had a Friday the 13th movie where all the final people mm -hmm. like come together. Yeah. Like all the final girls final and men girls. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, or final girls. Yeah, they all come together, and then they're being, you know, they're going, they're trying to find maybe they're like, you know, fuck this, all this. This is ridiculous. We got to go get Jason and kill him, and mm -hmm. you know, take our lives back. And that's kind of like a that's kind of a narrative going on in horror fiction now. There's these books that are being written about what happens mm -hmm. to the final girls. That's kind of the same thing you're talking about here. Like if they could have set up a few of these and then had like, I think, yeah, I think that would have been fascinating. Yeah, it'd, it'd or at fun. least better than this. But I still like I and oh it was by fine. the way. The, the fine. ending is so silly, but I will say so dumb. <laughs> it's dumb, but I loved the sorry silly I, so silly. I loved yes. how no, I know what you're saying. I loved how they turned that uh, the you know we ha I just loved how they used that line of we have to find a way to get you here. How they kind of reused that line. I don't know. It was from a narrative yeah. standpoint, from a storytelling standpoint, it was fun. It didn't make any sense. No, no. but it was. Uh, but I don't know. I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not taking these that seriously. So <laughs> yeah, no, right. Yeah, you can still have fun with yeah. it for sure. Uh, I'll go next. Um, I checked out the first couple episodes of White Lotus on uh, HBO. Um, this is a TV show about families that are vacationing in Hawaii. Yeah, and sets itself up with the first scene that somebody has died on this vacation. They're loading a body into a plane. 
and then we go a week earlier, and now the show is going to tell us how we get there. I think that's a really, like, we know this is a cliche now, bet you're wondering how I got here, you know, kind of thing where you start at the end. But mm-hmm. to me, this is a piece of information we need to kind of, you know, uh, work our way through the mystery of of what's going to happen. This is a little bit boring, if I'm being honest, um, but it is full of the kind of character work that I find engaging. Like these, there's a lot of white privilege stuff here that is really appropriately brutal and interesting to me where it's like you know uh just the things they're complaining about or the situations they're in specifically rich white privilege you know there's a a lot of that kind of stuff that this is exploring and um i find i'm interested i am still in like after the first two episodes the episodes are about an hour each so it's not like a quick you know 30 minute kind of watch like we've talked about but I, it, it held my attention, and I'm interested to know uh, the third episode, especially knowing it's only six episodes. It's going to be six-hour-long mm-hmm. episodes, and it's a limited series. It's not like they're going to leave me with a cliffhanger at the end, uh, at least I don't think. So, you know, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely interested in, in finishing this one out, so I thought I'd mention it. Um, the cast includes, uh, you know, people you're going to love. Uh, Steve Zahn is always one of my favorites, and he pops up here um you've also got uh alexandra daddario who's great connie Britton, jennifer coolidge shows up um love some jennifer coolidge uh so yeah jake lacy who you might know from from some stuff is here as well um just a just a really interesting it's uh cast. created by mike white yes correct um so so yeah, anyhow, White Lotus on HBO Max. I am still interested. This isn't like a, oh, I loved it so much. Can't wait. It's a, this was interesting, and I'm interested to see where it goes. And I like I haven't people, started so. it yet, but it's on my radar. I've, I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I typically will watch anything Mike White's involved with. Just, not that I like everything he does, but, yeah. uh, you know, and if, if people don't know that, he wrote School of Rock, and uh, I don't know. He's, he's done a bunch of stuff. He was on Amazing yeah. Race <laughs> yeah. with his yeah. dad. Yeah, uh, that is true. He was yeah. indeed. Yeah, uh, Danae, what do you got? What is your Beyond the Sins this week? Nothing. <laughs> oh! I just wanted to remind everybody that I would like to play Polytopia with somebody. I'm a little disappointed that nobody has decided to play this game with me. Well, okay, Ian hey, and Aaron. N- Ian and Aaron. I was going to say, hey, I've played Polytopia with you. It's true. So what's yeah. it, it's kind of like, like isn't that kind of like your family <laughs> agreeing to do something with you though? It's like yeah, it's, it's kind of like, like uh, yeah. I can I can tell you like, uh, oh, what playing great. Polytopia is going to take me to the dance. Great. I can tell you what playing Polytopia with you was like. Um, I somehow beat you, you our first our first yeah. game. I have I, no. I still have no idea how that happened. I made a couple of th- really critical errors right at the beginning of that game, and I was like. I don't know if I'm going to be able to recover from those decisions, and I did and not. And then, then our second game, Danae was like, "Oh yeah, here's my fancy tribe I bought with new special no, powers that you don't know no, about." No, okay, <laughs> that's that did happen, but not the second game. Um, we have to establish some baseline rules. I have yeah, access yeah. to all of the tribes, and so I need to make sure that. If you decide to start a game with me on Polytopia again, my username to play on mobile is Quacker Punch. C-U-A-C-K-E-R-P-U-N-C-H. This is a free game. And if you want to and set up... And you can guess my username. Is is Aaron Dicer. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to play a game with us and set one up, as you set the game up, you can uh, click on the tribes and disable the ones you do not want played. And I misunderstood the setup of a game and I definitely used one of the new tribes, which 
I'm learning how to play um, and it's a bit of a beast. So anyway, that's one thing is I would love to play Polytopia with more people because I'm really enjoying it. Also, you can uh, see me smashing Ian um, on <laughs> if you want to see a video of me and smashing me. Ian and me as well. Uh, we played live and I put it up on my YouTube channel so you guys can find that there. And then also I just wanted to give an update for those who are playing in, uh, Zentrist and sending me your high scores. Uh, you have a new score to beat. It is 11,635. Uh, funny, funny thing of note, I was going to talk about this as my Beyond the Sins today. Just kind of a reminder. I love playing mm-hmm. games with you guys. And then I saw Ian jump into our live chat and brag about beating my high score. And then he left. So he's not actually here to be stomped. But just know, Ian, sorry, I am still in the lead. If so, he listens, you know, you know, you, know. you, you never know when he somebody's going to say, you, you so. never know when somebody's going to say something about you that, it, you know, impacts you or something and you don't listen, you know, to that podcast. And so you have, you have no idea what was said. You never know he when was, something like that might happen. He was in the chat earlier, but yes. he said he was going to see old. But so. back to Polytopia, gone. just before we move on, I do want to let you guys know, you can set up the games to be where each person has up to six days to complete their turn. So it's not something where you have to be fully present and able to game all at once. You can kind of there have some time. There are also ones that you have to play within a certain number of minutes. So just kind of look at the look at the descriptions. And if you want to invite myself and Aaron to play, uh, Ian is also on Polytopia. Um, his username, I believe, is just the same as his uh, Twitter handle. And I'm sure it would be fun to set up uh, all kinds of games. So it's just a fun way for us to do stuff together. Okay, that's all. There you go. That is uh, Polytopia on your local app store uh, or or Zentrist again Again. uh, on your local (laughs) app store or White Lotus, uh, which is on HBO Max or Escape Room Tournament of Champions, uh, which is playing in theaters. Well, that's going to do it for Behind the Scenes this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. If you've got something you want to send us, you can mail it to P.O. Box 881 Republic, Missouri 65738. You can hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. She is at Denae Says. D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. And he is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Denae Hughes, a human-toothed fish, and myself, <laughs> we will see you next week. Happy National Chili Dog Day. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> and tomorrow oh, is Happy no. National Bathroom Day. Oh, just uh, just no. ironically. That's nothing to do with anything. Oh, no. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BTS at CinemaSins.com. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting CinemaSins.com slash BTS. Well, since no one else is here, I'm going to go use the restroom. Dicer, where are you? My God. Aaron has disappeared. He is he was there and then I think he just he just left. So now it's a mic with no one behind it. He's oh sad, sad day. Well Check a check a check check a check 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 I just wanted to let you know that I logged in on a different browser, so I have no authority. I'm not. Oh. So do you want me to go to the other browser where I can actually? No. Okay. okay. No. St- go ahead and stay on the one where you have less authority. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if I hadn't showered, my hair would be like this on the side. <laughs> really? Oh, I want to see yeah. that. No, no. You're never going to see that. That's why I showered before the show. No. <laughs> Patreon stretch goals. What happened, Aaron? Are you okay? Uh, just not trusting my mic right now. It's on there okay. 
Got a little wobbly. It's going to be great. Like, you, Aaron's just going to be talking in mid-sentence. That thing's going to drop. It's happened it's before. Happened. It's happened. I want, I want it to happen. <laughs> it happened during uh, the radio show once. I'm willing it. I caught it and kept talking. you remember this, Danae? Oh, yeah. Fell I actually the, think the I arm. caught it on video. Did you? I Maybe you did. Or right after it happened yeah. because you were holding it and you just kept going. It was We just insane. kept going. I just caught it and then just kept talking, like holding it and talking into it. Huge surprise, but I will react to that. <laughs> no. Do you guys watch the Olympics? Mm-hmm. Like when the Olympics come Sometimes. on, does it lock you in? Sometimes. I know like for it you does it me? does. It does. I, I do not watch the Olympics. I, it does for me. It just, for whatever reason, I think it's just that whole competition, like, you know, um, anytime I get to watch somebody like at the the apex of what they do, whether it's well, I'm trying to think of the things I've watched this week already, even though the Olympics technically hasn't had its opening ceremonies until tonight. Um, like I watched women's softball. I watched USA Canada women's softball and was just enthralled in it. Um, I watched uh, single rowing and it's just these the 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 male single row and it's just these guys just rowing boats and i'm just like this is amazing i can't wait to see who wins i'm just like what is wrong with me what is that part There's of nothing me wrong like- with you a lot of people are like that a lot of people that don't because i was curious if danae liked it because i know a lot of people like that don't pay attention to sports that watch the olympics Hi, there's it's something like, about it's a different it, thing but i've just never gotten into it i don't yeah. have a good reason and i you know if there's like some stories pop up you know like i watched phelps you know mm-hmm. that those oh, that course. year yeah yeah, the yeah big stuff, i mean yeah there were certain things, but like I, I don't like go. Oh, I'm so happy the Olympics are on. I'm going to spend the next two weeks just you know diving in. Pun intended. Uh, Danae, is there any sport that you get into? No, I'm a boring person. That doesn't make you boring. It does. You do other stuff. Yeah. What I if, wish. What if D and D was a an Olympic sport? I don't think it would be. Um, not not competitive enough. I don't know. No, it's like in games like that. I mean, it would be people that would be able to research the most interesting way to create the most stacked badass character that can do everything you know known mm-hmm. to man and um and sometimes that's not fun to watch because it's fun to watch a normal character try to do extraordinary things rather yeah. than this character that can like you know create snow i don't know what i'm saying it's hard for me because we just amplify the number one position so much and i get really tied into that i get tied into where it's like we're so focused on gold we're so focused on one we're and and it's like you just look at the other people and their stories are just as important and their sure uh, talents are just as impressive it just was a millisecond yes. off or something yeah, and it just no, feels like it's saying. this build up to celebrating the the one at the top and i really don't like doing that i guess no so, i agree with you and I, that might actually be and i and i know we don't have time to get a huge conversation about this but i find that in college sports sometimes college fandom i like i watch my team that i enjoy but like i stay away from discussion because i think that's weird that people are just so aggressively talking about these kids like professional sports those that's their jobs like i don't i don't look at that as the same thing i mean somebody wins the championship every year but for the most part all those guys they just want to do as well as they can because they need a paycheck i mean they want to win but you know i don't know that feels different to me than the olympics or like college sports yeah so i think that's why professional sports is what i can kind of focus more on but I almost quit watching sports entirely. And it was the first like couple years I was on social media was why, because I went all in, like when I went in social media, I just started following everybody like involved in sports and stuff. And then I, I started discovering how like 
toxic <laughs> that mm-hmm. fandom can be. And it like made me like not even want to be a fan of the teams I'd watched my whole life just because I I don't want to be associated with this guy that's, you know. Yeah. I don't know. No, no, but no. But then I, I kind of backed off that and realized it doesn't matter. I can enjoy what I enjoy. And then, you know, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. can do whatever they want to do. I, I think for me, competition is, uh, well, I think for everyone, competition is one of those things that you have to understand what it means to you individually, like how you're built. Like, does it excite you to be the best at something or to yeah. win something? How do you balance that? How do you process that? How do you how do you compete and at the same time understand it doesn't make me better even if I win? It just means I win. I was better in this moment. I was better on this day. Maybe I have a little more talent, whatever the case may be. It doesn't make me a better human being. It just means I won this competition. Like finding that balance, I think, is so difficult because of our ego, because of that thing in us that like wants to be better than other people, which is a really weird thing. Um, so yeah, I think I think how you see that balance that like the toxicity that you're talking about comes from that that ego driven part of it. Like we're always going to be the best. The reason I like the Olympics though is I feel like more than many other sporting events, it really is celebrating the competition itself. Like there's there's going to be winners, there's going to be gold medalists, but like the the rowing I watched was a like an early heat. It wasn't even the championship one, and I was engaged because I was like these are the best rowers on the planet from their country. Like that's really interesting to me. And so I watch it as a competition and I feel like if you watch the opening ceremonies or the closing ceremonies, that kind of thing, the Olympics, at least in theory, has always been about let's celebrate the idea that we can come together as a planet and have fun showing each other how good we are at stuff. I love that. I think that's really cool. Um, I mean, I yeah, I just, I don't know. I just never got... But I get it. I, I get why. how the, like, the wind-driven mentality, which, by the way, is, a, is you know, a very uh, American thing, you know? I mean, it's not that it, it doesn't exist elsewhere, but that, that whole idea of win at all costs, you know, second place is first loser, like all that kind of stuff, that is that is ground into a lot of competition here. I'm Jay Watt coming at you. <laughs> I thought it was Eddie Watts. Didn't we say a while back? That's w- right. It was Eddie Watts. I screwed Eddie it Watts. up. I'll, I'll yeah. figure that out. Eddie Watts. Time. I was thinking that when I was editing last week. Because my middle name is Edward. I yeah. Gotcha. When you said Jonathan Edward uh, Watkins the first, uh, yeah. that, that, that made me think of Eddie Watts. I was like, oh, yeah, I haven't called him Eddie Watts in a while. I think... Nick Jagger is on to something. We should be called Eddie Watts and the B team. <laughs> Eddie Watts and the B team coming at you. I love it. I love it. I had a dream that I woke up with completely white hair, just like white. Ooh. I was so happy. And then I looked in the mirror and it had streaks of like fluorescent aqua marine, like just like little streaks, like through, like, like I woke up like some sort of, I don't know. <laughs> Like you were Rudger Hauer, like yeah, Blade like some Runner sort of anime anime character or something. I was like, <laughs> what happened? Like I, I've been waiting to be like you know, you were, white hair Thundercat. <laughs> yes, I was like, what is, what is going on? All right, uh, let's do this thing, shall we? <laughs> Add that to the outtake. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 